Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. I am your host, the Nubby, the Amazing Turtle. And I am Pac-Man, PX, the Podcast Papa, and Nova Award-winning leader of the lovely Intoxicated Men. You know what? I should have added that part, because technically I am a Nova Award winner. You are technically a Nova Award winner. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. As I am part of the LIM, but congratulations to you, too. Holy crap, we are both Nova Award winners. Look at us having so much in common, man. Crazy. And we're part of JFW? And we're part of JFW, and we're missing Travis this week. He's dead, I think I I heard that was the rumor and innuendo. He died? Is that what happened? Uh, Well, he's currently at Cemetery. Oh, you know what? I always get those confused. What it is, he's on assignment for FreakNet uh, Studios. Oh. Not just freaking wrestling. It's not just this freaking show. Well, technically it would be because that's where they do. But that's actually, what is their show called? Um, this freaking show? Well, that, but in, in October, um, this freaky show, that's what it is. Yes. They're doing, they're recording, um, vlogs for uh this freaky show in october so that's gonna be a, seeing that can't wait to see that show and um you know i miss travis this week because you know there's a lot of banter that goes on between the two of us and nubby um i hope you're okay with me workshopping my one-man show you know what you be you be you man just do All what right. you gotta do all right so uh, I've been working on this one-man show for a little while. It's semi-autobiographical about my experiences in the wrestling business, and this is just the piece that I have been working on about my time in JFW. So I will be playing the part of Travis T. as well. My voice is still a little hoarse from Rocket Pro, but we're going to make this work. Pat! You're such an idiot. What do you mean, Travis? I mean, you really suck, man. Well, what do you, what could I do to get better? Slow the fuck down, bro. Slow the <laughs> fuck down. I'm sorry, Travis. I didn't mean to. Do you, do you want a cookie? Yeah, I'll take a cookie. I think you're okay. I love you too, buddy. I love you, man. And if you don't listen, if you don't eat these cookies, you could go fuck yourself. It's like Travis was there and seen. Wow, you know what? It did feel like Travis was there. It did. Like he was here in spirit. He was. And he's at Cemetery Spirits. Ah. ah. So we had a loaded show today. Um, a lot happened this past weekend. Um, something I'm not really uh, happy about. 
And Neither fact, am I. Pretty pissed off. <clears throat> but before we get to any of that, <clears throat> I must remind you all that this podcast, Just Freaking Wrestling, is sponsored by CarterComics.com. It is the one-stop shop for all of your comic needs, whether it be graded or raw. They do have it all. You know, they they also have a discount code. And four different that, eBay accounts. They do. And, well, you know, it's funny. That discount code, FreakNet, which is F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, you can save 10%. On your entire order, whether it's on the website or on the four eBay accounts. All four of them. So use FreakNet, the discount code, not promo code, the discount code. Save yourself 10% on eBay or just regular shopping. Because here's the thing about promo codes. Promo codes expire. Discount codes you can use over and over and over and over again and over again and et cetera and et cetera and et cetera. So FreakNet discount code, use it on on CarterComics.com or on the four different eBay accounts. It is the one-stop shop for all your comic needs. And with that, we nailed it and our practice has paid off. Wait, you practiced? I did. It's not about the game. Not the game. We talking about practice, Nubby. We talking I, about practice. I worked on the fly in that one. I practiced. I was ready to go. Okay, I'll, I'll I practiced while I was sleeping. There you go. There you go. That's the best way to do it. Best time to do it. There's nothing going on. I mean, it sounded better in my head, but I think it still come, came off pretty well. Travis, I mean, what I'm, do you think? Oh, I think that you're doing a great job while I'm gone. But PX, Pac-Man, you just suck, man. You're you're awful. And your idiot friends, those lovely intoxicated men, especially Giggles. I, I don't I I I'm I'm kinda losing the voice a little bit, but Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. It'll come I back get, to you. Bro! Bro! Oh, Do better. <laughs> Oh, we're still going to hear about it next week. But that's, that'll be next week. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, this past weekend, a few shows did happen. Um, I think we will start with uh, Rocket Pro now. What right. I am about to do what might be unprofessional and petty to some. But I'm going to recuse myself from this entire segment of Rocket Pro. Because as you know, or as some of you may not know, I won my match on Saturday. Yeah, we're going, we're kind of going into the card a little bit, but I won the match. I then got stripped of the title due to whatever bullshit asshole said. Yes, I am calling him asshole. Then Davison Sarai, the fake doctor, um hit me with the championship because she was the one that snatched it out of my hand. And then I got jumped after the belt shot. And then while Damien's uh, jagoff asshole had me in a cross face with his cane, he future endeavored me. So since I am fired, 
future endeavor, no longer with the company, I will recuse myself from the Bracket Pro segment of Just Freaking Wrestling from here on out. Now, I am not going to stop JFW from promoting it, talking about it. Just, I will not be included. I think what happened was unprofessional, ignorant, and stupid. Especially after what happened to you. There's such hypocrisy going on. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, again, I am accusing myself from this segment. I'm even going to mute myself. So, Pac-Man, Rocket Pro's your baby. Um, Do your thing, and I will mute myself in five, four, three. All right. So we had the season premiere, the season six premiere of Rocket Pro Wrestling Fall Brawl. And the show started with general manager Damian Saint having Jay Beck out to explain his actions at Kicks on 66. Now, if you don't remember, Jay Beck was siding with Aaron Stone despite being an unwilling participant at that time in The Undeniable, but then turned on Aaron Stone in the middle of his championship match against Ryan Matthews. Now, Jay Beck, in his promo, talking about why he was not going to be with the fans anymore and be siding with Damian Saint. It's simple. A lot of people he felt was losing respect for him, for his actions. He even mentioned the fact that Tony Gabagool coined the nickname for him, Jaybeck the Bounce Check. And what Jaybeck is now trying to focus on by joining and devoting himself to the undeniable is trying to show what exactly his final potential is. Now, Turtle spoke about his match against Bucky Collins and D. Ryan Matthews for the Chicagoland Championship. I won't get into too much detail on that, uh, but let's just say that in that match, it all came down to the shell. Turtle's shell came into play at various points. He was rolled over on it, but did still manage to get up. Ryan Matthews was trying to slap him in his shell, and that was, you know, a bold strategy, Cotton, let me tell you that much. And Turtle, you did win with a stunner on the Ryan Matthews. And, of course, we now know what happened after the match stripped of the title. Future endeavored by general manager Damian Saint. And I'll tell you, LIM, not very thrilled about it. And you'll, they'll definitely be hearing from us on that matter as well. So even with that situation, we still got your back. And I just would want you to know that. Then we had Koa Laxamana versus Eric Schultz. Now, Koa helped the crowd get laid as Schultz stayed in the ring and preached abstinence. And the crowd did not like the preaching of abstinence. Let's put it that way. And Schultz tried a lot of different things to get in the mind of Koa. He distracted the ref by shoving a summons into his face and then taking advantage of the blinded ref, going after Kalise at ringside, 
But despite it, Koa was still able to pull out the victory against Mr. Eric Schultz. Next, we had the world-famous Fabulous Douchebags, as I now refer to them after what happened to me at their hands, which I'll talk about later. The idols demanded an explanation from Johnny Nye, and Johnny Nye did come out and explain that, yes, he did bring everybody into the idols, They had a lot of championship gold, which is, you can't really dispute that. Tag team champions, Chicagoland champion, inter-county championship. They did have a lot of gold. Joey and Roxy titles. They had everything but the, but the world championship. Now, even with all of that, Johnny Nye said that at the end of the day, it was like Joey Roth didn't believe in any of them. And that's why he eventually came out as the referee at Kicks on 66, hit Joey with the belt, taking him out of the match. He then said, Nye, I mean, said that the fans believe in him and he doesn't need Joey anymore. Kevin Cade beat down Johnny Nye and the match is made for later on. And uh, Damian Gray and I, did exchange some words at ringside. I noticed he was being a little rough on the kids, so, you know, I stepped in for that. Then we had the triple threat match to determine the who was going to go on to the Rocket to the Top briefcase ladder match. That's going to happen later this season. And it was Hartenbauer making his debut at Rocket Pro versus old evil Christian Rose and Gunner Brave. We had all men getting chairs at one point, drinking beers in the middle of the ring, and they were hitting each other. Hartenbauer did a great Muda impression right on into Gunner's face. And it's very clear that Rose and Gunner had history together because if you remember very, very early on in Rocket Pro, Rose and Gunner were in the finals for the best in the Midwest tournament. So they did show a lot of familiarity with one another throughout. Hartenbauer, I must say, this was the first time I've seen Hartenbauer. He was incredibly dominant live. He had points in the match where I thought he was going to win. But at the end of the day, Gunnar Brave took out Christian Rose at ringside and hit a cutter on to Hartenbauer for the win. Now, I want to circle back a second to go back to the match that happened before this. Um, Christian Rose was on the call for Connor Hopkins versus Shaq Jordan for the Outer Limits Championship. It's It was Connor Hopkins' first title defense. And let me say about this match, Gunnar Brave, I felt, and we're not talking jerk horses, but he made the outer limits title the work for the workhorse title, and we're not talking uh, big flexi. But I digress. Those two put on a very very competitive match, and in what was an insane moment, 
Shaq Jordan went to go jump and caught his foot on the lighting ring. He got a lot of height on that. Hit his leg. Came down. And then Connor Hopkins locked in the single leg Boston Crab right away to make Shaq Jordan tap out. Next, we had for the Inter-County Championship, Maximus Orion going up against Tony Gabagool's childhood hero in the real deal and the Inter-County Champion, Rian Skills. Now, if you know Rian, you know he does his entrance where he comes in, comes out, comes in, comes out, and comes in again, and then comes to the ring. A very frustrated Maximus Orion decided to ambush him as he was making his entrance on the third attempt, brought him in the ring. Now, Rion did sneak the Rolex into the ring, the same Rolex that he used to beat Maximus Orion at Kickton 66, the same Rolex that he used when he hit him on Rion Skills Appreciation Night. Now, Rion was trying throughout the match to get intentionally disqualified in order to preserve his inter-county championship, but Ref Christian refused to disqualify him, and, you know, obviously there is Ref's discretion. Rion got chokeslammed by Maximus Orion, and then Maximus Orion went into the corner for the spear, which then brought out the Ryan Matthews, who absolutely started going to town on Maximus Orion, causing the disqualification. Now, Maximus Orion did win the match, but as the match was won by disqualification, Rion retained the Inter-County Championship. And next, we had the moment of the show where that I personally need to address. Now, this was the point where, right before the start of the match between Kevin Cade and Johnny Nye, I again went up to the barricade to do what LIM does best, and that is to be rowdy and cheer and boo whoever the hell we damn well please. Damian Gray took a lot of exception to that, and I wound up getting shoved so far Knocked off my feet, fell right on my ass. Now, Nubby, I know you're recusing yourself, but I'm going to ask you a question really quickly. If you want to answer, go ahead. So. Sure. So. Traditionally in wrestling, wrestlers are not supposed to put their hands on the fans if they're on the other side of the barricade. That's correct, right? 100% correct. Now, fans are also not supposed to put their hands on the wrestlers. The rule applies to both parties in a wrestling, in a pro wrestling show. Now, I stayed, I didn't jump the barricade. I stayed on my side of the barricade. And... I'm going to ask you something. Nubby, you've seen the footage. You've seen it from a couple different angles. Mm -hmm. Did I at any point 
lay my hands on Damian Gray. 100% honest to God. You did not touch Damian Gray whatsoever. I didn't touch him at all because the thing is I respect what wrestlers do. I may not like certain wrestlers, but that doesn't give me any power or authority to go and lay my hands on them. Nope. And he went just too far. And I mean, given to, there is actually some history between Damian Gray and myself that a lot of people don't know about. Me, him, Tony Gabagool, and Double J all went to the same high school back in the neighborhood. So we know each other. I know him pretty well. Double J used to beat up Damian Gray in high school. But I would always get shoved into lockers by Damian Gray. Now, again, I just want to put this into a little more perspective. At the point where I was a senior, Damian Gray was a freshman, and he was shoving me, a senior, into lockers as a freshman. That's crazy. It's So there's a lot of history and bad blood between him and I. I'm guessing that's where some of that comes from. A lot of that tension between us comes from being back in the neighborhood. Regardless of all the history. In pro wrestling, a wrestler cannot touch a fan unless physically provoked. Now, I'm going to go and say this anyway, even though it was mentioned on social media. Let's see. I can't channel my inner joker, so I'll just say it anyway. Call the GM an asshole, you get fired. Damian Gray pushes a fan. Crickets. 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 This just shows that I was not wrong for calling Damian Saint an asshole. And I mean, Damian Gray responded in, on Facebook, and it, I, clearly he's not going to do anything about it. So it's definitely a double standard. I mean, fortunately... You know, I wasn't hurt. I was a little sore, but I wasn't hurt. But there it could have been point, a lot worse. There was a point that it was also said that you signed a waiver as you were helping with production. Which is true. I signed the same That's, waiver that everybody in Rocket Pro signs as a staff member of Rocket Pro Wrestling. Right. A staff member. You are staff, not a wrestler. You are helping with production, which means if something were to happen while working on production, you cannot sue the company. That's correct. It does not say that a wrestler is allowed to put their hands on you if you talk shit. And even then, there's also the code of conduct that everybody has to sign. And one of them is do not... Put your hands on the fans. And that is exactly. a clear violation to the spirit of what was signed in order to work with Rocket Pro Wrestling this season. Everybody had to sign it. Yep. But 
I think uh, Rian might have said it, that there's things going on, and I think this is part of it. Shit's happening, and there's a lot of hypocrisy going on, and a lot of ego. But, again, I recuse myself. Of course. And, I mean, it seems like the general manager isn't going to enforce the code of conduct. It is what it is. It could have been a lot worse. But, you know, I'm not I'm not done with this. And uh, I just have to, you know, recalibrate and figure out what comes next. But the idol started something they don't realize what they walked into. And that's all I really want to say about that for right now. Because I want to talk about the match that happened between Kevin Cade and Johnny Nye. I think I'm mute now. Okay, we'll miss you, Nubby. All right, so Kevin Cade was trying to get assisted by Joey Roth and Roxy Hart, who were at ringside, and they were cheating and trying to help Cade win, but despite their best efforts, Johnny Nye still came out on top. And then again... Right before they left, because Damian Gray, he always gets so butthurt every time the Idols lose, he decided to shove me by my face, and then he walked over, he had the audacity to walk over to my grandpa C-Red to try to intimidate him as well, but C-Red, my grandfather, the newest member of the lovely intoxicated men, he does not take shit from anybody. And you could hear that slap all the way across the street from Marishka's. He slapped the taste right out of Damian Gray's mouth. So let me interject because I can. Um, the video of you getting um, or, or that showed the slap that was by Santino. Now, mind you, Santino's on one side of the arena. You can hear that slap with all, in between all the noise. Oh, yeah. Back to I, back I go. Okay. And it was a very satisfying moment, especially with how loud that slap was. Even Santino had pointed out that it seemed like Damian Gray may have been crying from that. Such is the nature of the world-famous fabulous douchebags. Next, we had for the Rocket Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championships, those damn Coyotes, Brooks Verna and Damian DeShane, going up against Marche Rocket and Shogun Chris Logan of the final level. Now, Christian Rose came to ringside, and he did his best to help out Verna and DeShane, but he wound up doing the opposite and distracting them. And this led to Berna eating a super kick and then being on the receiving end of an M80, which caused the final level to become the new Rocket Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Rose did his best to try to help Berna up. He was very frustrated. He was very upset. Connor Hopkins came out, and he was furious. He was absolutely incensed, thinking that, you know, 
Christian Rose was going to try to do something to Berna, perhaps, for losing the tag titles. But Christian Rose wound up leaving, very, very frustrated. Again, he lost his match. He tried his best to, you know, help, but wound up hurting more than he helped. And after the Coyotes left, Shogun and Marche shared the ring. And even with all the issues that the two have had, Shogun said he was still very much grateful for Marche Rocket. And to celebrate, they had a giant box of cookies. Chocolate chip cookies, might I add. The best kind of cookies. And then we had the main event of Fall Brawl, which was Quinn Wittick versus Aaron Stone for the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship. Now, Quinn was very, very aggressive throughout this match. He never lost the Rocket Pro Championship. Because if you remember, he was mysteriously in the hospital when he was supposed to defend the title at Kicks on 66, and then Damian Saint stripped him of that championship. Now, he had a real chip on his shoulder and used every weapon at his disposal, every table, every ladder, every chair, oh my, to his benefit in order to make sure that he would come out with the victory. Quinn spent a lot of time working on Aaron Stone's leg, even at one point doing a ladder-assisted figure four leg lock, which caused a lot of issues with Aaron Stone climbing up ladders, doing some of the offense that he's known for. So what happened at the end of the match? Quinn and Stone were up at the top of the ladder at the same time getting ready to grab that title. Now, when Quinn went to go land a decisive blow onto Stone to knock Stone off the ladder, Stone met his fist with the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship. So Quinn punched the championship, and Stone then punched Quinn, who fell into the table below. And then Aaron Stone was successful in grabbing the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship, and he retains the gold. But after the match, Quinn and Stone uh, were in the middle of the ring, and a busted open Quinn Wittick presented a fist bump to Quinn, or to Stone. Stone fist bumped him back. They shared a hug in the middle of the ring, and Quinn showed a lot of respect for Aaron Stone. And that was... Rocket Pro Wrestling Fall Brawl. Now, Nubby, do we want to talk a little bit about the Novas? Because I do have those results as well for anybody that is curious. I'll talk about the Novas with you. I mean, it's the Novas. And they were barely important as the fans were the ones that voted. So, we're going to definitely talk about that. So, as I said before... Lovely intoxicated men. We came away with the rowdiest fan group trophy. Um, I do want to say again for anybody who listens to this, who voted for us, thank you so much. 
Um, thank you to Rocket Pro Management for always having our back and believing us and supporting in us and, um, you know, just got to figure out a way to top last season this season. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be next. That's, But that wasn't the only Nova that LIM walked away with because Smiley McGee, Stone Cold Smiley McGee, mind you, walked away with the funniest moment of the year for when Damian Saint turned him into a coat rack at spring break. And can, <laughs> can we talk about that speech? So I didn't really initially hear the speech because of the sound system that day, but when I went back and watched the video that you posted, which is on the LIM YouTube page, the LIM vlog, right. we did do, yes. we did put the LIM vlog out. It's our first episode, so definitely go and check that out if you want to see Smiley's, um, uh, acceptance speech. And you told me what he did with the speech, and I listened, and I'm like, I totally get it. Like, I understood every word and compared it to the original speech. That was it, great. That was Perfectly done, I may add. It was it was such a great acceptance speech, and just like I was watching everybody around uh, as he was giving, like C Red, Steve, Rian, I could tell they were loving it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, coat rack three sixteen. Figure out what that means by watching the lovely intoxicated vlog on our YouTube channel. All right. Done talking about LIM stuff. Let's talk about the rest of the Novas. Shocking moment of the year was when Rian Skills turned on Maximus Orion, something I know you and Rian have exchanged words on in the past. Do you it, have any thoughts it, it on that? Definitely deserved the award because I think that was the most shocking for sure. No one saw it coming. I didn't see it coming. I mean, again, it was Rian Skills Appreciation Night. And... You know, like, that came out of absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because there was an appreciation night on the Power Hour just before that event. That's so true. that's what made it more interesting. Because you go from having an appreciation show saying all the nice things, and then, you know, Rian did what he did. I mean, yeah. And it, it definitely is a deserving moment. For that award. We also had Breakout Star of the Year, Koa Laksamana. Tag Team of the Year in Those Damn Coyotes. Which uh, was originally stolen by Damian Gray because he couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle the fact that his team... But just imagine if Damian Gray and Johnny Knight won that award. Just imagine what would have happened. If they actually won that award. That would have been a real, real combustible element. I mean, even at one point during the award ceremony, like, there was a really tense moment where the idols, when Joey Roth and Roxy got there, started trying to go after Johnny and I, and they had to be separated. Yeah, I was in the middle of it. I almost uh, decked Joey. And he would have well deserved it. Yep. He would have well deserved it. And then we had Wrestler of the Year, the award that you were nominated for. 
mm. um, against one of your comp- – and the winner of that was one of your competitors in your title defense. Uh, I'm not even mad that I didn't win. I just don't understand how Ryan Matthews won. That was honestly a very surprising win. I'm that might be lie. shock. That might be the shock of the season. Ryan Matthews winning a Nova Award over Gunner Brave. I mean, I mean, I expected Gunner Brave to win. I mean, with the matches Gunner put on last year, I was really surprised that Gunner uh, didn't win. I mean, you had a very, very strong claim to it as well. Um, you know, you won the Chicagoland Championship. Uh, you were one of the ones that were able to, you know, for a point, shut up the idols, mm-hmm. which is a very tall task. It is. And I certainly hope someone, you know, tries to do the same thing to them. But, you know, as Steve would say, that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. And then your match of the year was Quinn Wittick versus Joey Jet Avalon. That match deserved it. For sure. It was for me it was between that match and Gunner and versus Storm Grayson. It was like if either one of those two won, I would have been happy. And I'm glad that um Quinn won because that match was fantastic. Um, and then show of the year, if you correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it kicks on 66? Uh, I don't remember. I believe that's correct. I thought I heard that over. But Chuck Gunderson was accepting it. So, I mean, maybe he did. Maybe it was that show. Cause didn't he do something big? On that show, or he, he just accepted it because he's Chet. He accepted it because he's Chet. So we won show of the year, too. We'll just call it that because he is LIM as well. He is. So we'll take it. We'll take We'll, 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 we'll take, we'll take it. Um, this is, that's, that's good for Chet. I was very happy to see Chet on, on Saturday and be able to walk out to the ring with him again. Cause it's been, that was the first time there was a Chet entrance since back in January. Like mm-hmm. a traditional pre-show entrance since then. So that was a really nice feeling. Um, and bittersweet as well because Smiley McGee, uh, is moving. So this was his last show as a full-time member of the lovely intoxicated men. He will be sticking around. He'll be making appearances on the podcast. I'm sure he'll be at shows in the future. We just won't be seeing him very often. Um, so I just want to. So- yeah, go ahead. He won't be at, men, at any more shows for the time being. That means there's a seat open at shows. There is going to be a, a seat open at shows for sure. Huh, I digress. But, you know, in any case, Smiley, thank you for everything that you did to help make the LIM what it is today. Um I appreciate all your enthusiasm, your positivity, your optimism, um, all the hard work you did working behind the scenes, helping Bill, helping me. So um, we will we will meet again. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. And I love you, my brother. Nubby, any thoughts on Smiley McGee? Smiley, you are one weird dude. 
because I think coat racks are weird. They come in many shapes and sizes, and they're still weird. I got a coat. Well, maybe it might be a coat hanger. It hangs on the door. And then, but every time I look at it, I see all these coats. I think of Smiley McGee. Every time I do the podcast, it's staring right at me. Smiley, we're gonna miss you around the shows. We hope this season. And with Travis not, oh God, you, I didn't mean that. But we're in the area that he's gonna be in. There's a couple shows he can attend, so he can start a new chapter. That would be definitely ideal to spread the good name of the lovely intoxicated men. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to speak for Travis for a second on on Smiley, very, very briefly. But okay. Travis? Hey, Nubster. Uh, Smiley, you are my favorite member of the lovely intoxicated men who's leaving. So thank you for leaving. Even though you're at the bottom of my list, you're at the top of the people I wanted to leave, bro. I don't know why I've turned Travis into Vince Russo, but here we are. Well, he does say bro a lot, too. He does say bro a lot. But that's it for Rocket Pro. That's all I got. Not time to ring the bell on the episode, but just on this section. Oh, yeah. Um, So I'm going to give you a little break. as um, We got some more results that happened this past weekend. ARW had a show called Danger Zone. And let me tell you, things happen. A couple shocking things. Uh, one of them happens to be we have a new ARW heavyweight champion in JPH. Now, it doesn't shock me that there's a possibility that he cheated. I've heard rumors. But, nonetheless, a win's a win, according to Travis. So, JPH is your new ARW heavyweight champion. All right. <clears throat> Cult Classic, Kazile and Chavez. Not so Judas. That's for Travis. Um, defeated... Josh Moon and Donovan Ruiz. After the match, Chavez attacked commentator Josh Hines. Um, they were the original commentary team for ARW. So to attack uh, Josh, it's kind of personal now. Josh is not a wrestler. He is a commentator. He's also doing, he also helps with production. So, Again, what's with these production people getting attacked? So, um, then, uh, a match was actually made by Joey Boom Boom. It will be Chavez versus Josh Hines next month. Then we had Mike Morris, prospect of the family, defeating Old School Manson of the family. After the match, Charlie Jr. informs Mike Morris and Jay City, J.C. Manson, that they will get a title tag team title match next month. So, with that said, who are they going to wrestle then next month? Well, that's a good question. 
BLW and Max Sinister, who are the tag team champions of the Scumbag Army, defeated BJ Price and Danger Mask to retain. So it will be Scumbag Army, BLW, and Max Sinister against the family prospects of Mike Morris and Jay City. That would be an ultimate test. Maybe if they bring the titles to the family, they'll get patched. Wouldn't that be something? Um, let's see, what do we got? Ah, the program, which is Nick Diamond and Eric Schultz. Surprise, Eric Schultz made it after getting beat up by Cole a couple hours beforehand. But he made it, and they defeated the Mash Brothers. So they could be in line for the tag team title soon. Now, here's another shocking development. Are you ready, Pac-Man? No, I said, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Fucking Pac-Man. <laughs> Fucking Mark. <laughs> there was a triple threat between Joey Dalton, Jay City, and Wade Evans of the Jerk Horses. Oh, God. Wade Evans got the win. Yeah. You know, the hell? jerk horses, I swear. But I got some good news. Oh, I like good news. Dave Allen retained his Indiana State Championship against jerk horse Dave West, Big Flexi. Big Flexi! He lost. <laughs> Treated. Um, I don't know what Mikey Peterson did. Maybe he wasn't there. Maybe he fell. Didn't, couldn't get back up. Well, he needs life alert for that. And then we had Muggsy James defeating Angus McDuff. Uh, thank you to Ace, uh, the Cupcake Goddess, and BJ Porter for sending me these results. I had two people. Two people send me stuff. Thanks, guys. And we can never get one for others. Ugh. Not enough of that. Uh, their next show... Uh, will be October 14th called Harvest Moon. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. I mean, weigh my options here. I am available. Thought you would be. Ink, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Maybe, possibly. Or do I have a seat? So I take a seat that day. And uh, enough of that. Um, so, yeah, that was ARW Danger Zone. All right. Danger Zone. Uh, we will have CSW in just a second. Just let me make sure there's nothing else to... Nope, no more updates on that. So we will carry on. Let's go. CSW. Chicago Style Wrestling has a show this Friday night, September the 15th. It is called Click, Click, Boom, Boom. Colt Cabana. Oh, wait, wait. Hey. See, see, I forgot one thing. Rewind, back to ARW. Because there was a match that was supposed to be Youth Gone Wild 
versus um, a team of the Carnival Click. Remember I talked about them? Oh, yeah, I said he is the guy with the Shawn Michaels with clown makeup. Well, that didn't happen. Oh? Um, ended up being the Freebirds coming out, and there was another bra that happened. Well, I mean, you steal their merch and then fake them out. I mean, of course they're going to be mad. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Youth Gone Wild also did something to the Freebirds house on Bad Street as well, so... So that happened, and then there was a huge brawl. The locker room came out, had to separate them. I heard it was a mess. Sounds like a mess. Now, I'm just imagining what the Freebirds are going to do next. I'm assuming they're going to go back down to Bad Street, and the next thing they're going to hear is, Hey, I got an idea. I also learned something. Five of you will get that. (laughs) Yeah. I learned something, too. Oh, yeah? So the flyer that had that match together, you know, Carnival clicking them. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to see that match card, that that particular match? I, I don't think so, no. So, I was looking at it. I thought it was just some random tag team. I found out it was the Freebirds from 10 years ago, 20, 10, 20 years ago. Oh, how about that? Yeah. How about it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, back to CSW. Fast forward. All right, click, click, boom, boom, September 15th this Friday. 9757 Pacific Avenue in Franklin Park. Doors open at 6.30 p.m., bell time is 7.30 p.m. Front row is sold out. So tickets are just $25, general admission. All right. Um, IWTV, uh, I don't know for sure yet, um, but they have been sending them the tapes to IWTV from the beyond, so old shows will be on. So this show will be on it. I just don't know if it will be live this weekend or not. I'll be keeping an eye out for it for sure. Keep an eye on it. But it will be on eventually, no matter what. All right. Colt Cabana will be in action, as he is the special guest. Explains why it's click, click, boom, boom. Colt Cabana. All right. Uh, Some matches have been announced. Announcement. Have been announced. See, I wasted all my talking on the Carter Comics. I did good on that. Hey, it's all good. I just I happen to call every single champion a championship. I'm the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship Aaron Stones. It happens. That no, works. It happens. Well, so for the CSW women's title, it will be the champion Sierra taking on the uh girl that just returned, NWA zone Missa Kate. Ooh. Now mind you, Missa Kate, she was originally a champion. She never got her official rematch. So, I think she's out for blood on this one. I think she wants to regain it and regain her throne as the queen of CSW. All right. Uh, for the Metra division title, it'll be the champion in the Estra in a triple threat match against Adam Stallion and hate keeper Shane Boucher. For the heavyweight title, no disqualification. It'll be Conan Lycan, the champion, versus all day, 
Mark A. Rocket. Then, for the Ring of Destiny qualifier, we have Steeboz taking on scumbag attorney Eric Schultz. That is all the matches that have been announced right now. By the time you hear this, more matches will probably have been announced. So uh, keep a lookout on Chicago Style Wrestling uh, social media, whether it's uh, X, Twitter, whatever you call it, Facebook, and Instagram. But again, it's click, click, boom, boom, September 15th, 9757 Pacific Avenue, Franklin Park. Doors open at 6.30 p.m., bell time 7.30 p.m., Front row is sold out, $25 general remission. Whew, all right. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday Night Fights, POW Entertainment. September 16th. They return to the T-Wood Bar and Grill, 1051 North Wooddale Road in Wooddale, Illinois. Doors open at 7.15. Bell time is 8 p.m. Front row is $20. General admission is 15 You can get tickets in advance via the Facebook page. They have some special deals, too. I, I like deals. We like deals. All right. We got Dazzling Donnie taking on Logan Steele with Chris, my dog, Hedford. I never understood why my teacher said that. My dog. Well, maybe she had a dog. It was a he, but... Maybe he had a dog. Yeah, well, it is Chris Hepburn. He is kind of like a dog. He's a Treated. little chihuahua. Little chihuahua. Uh, Midwest titles on the line is Tommy McGob, the champion, will be taking on Trog the Caveman. I had some dealings with the caveman before. He threw me his freaking bone. Throw me a freaking bone here, Scott. And he and I caught it. I was there. That's right. <laughs> you I was were there, there for that. It was the same match where you were doing, trying to do the one man can can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good times. Good times. Uh, Terry Allen will be in action as he takes on Meat Hooks O'Bannon. Then we got Train Record taking on the Mass Marauder. Kazile will be taking on Jimmy Blades. Now, this could be a match at Wrestler Age. You never know. Because Jimmy Blades has a title match coming up. That's right. And Kazile is number one contender at Wrestler Age. Speaking of the POW Heavyweight Champion, it'll be Moondog Greg Murray, the champion, in a non-title match against Eric Schultz. Man, Eric Schultz is busy. He's a busy man on this shit. Busiest lawyer in all of sports entertainment. You know what they say about those busy lawyers. What do they say? Big big feet? I was hoping you'd know. I I have no idea. But yeah, that's uh, POW Entertainment, Saturday Night Fights, Saturday, September 16th, at the T-Wood Bar and Grill, 1051 North Wooddale. Road in Wooddale, Illinois. Doors open at 7.15 p.m. Dollars at 8 p.m. Front row, $20. General mission, 15 Advanced tickets go to their Facebook page. All kinds of deals. All right. 
And that leaves Destination 6 Wrestling. Opportunity is knocking. It's knocking indeed. And it's going to be knocking, and we're going to have to let it in on Saturday, September 16th at the Destination 6 Arena at 136 West Carroll Street in Macomb. Show starts at 6 p.m. Bell time is at 5. Uh, VIP tickets is $30. Front row, $25. General admission is $20. And kids 10 and under are just $10. Now, we have six matches that have been advertised so far. We have Jay Marston taking on Old Evil Christian Rose. We also have Solomon Tupu, who will be in action against Noah Vale. Following this, we'll have Denzel Rollins versus Dylan, the villain. And we'll have a women's match as well on this card, as Ashlyn Alexander takes on Blair Onyx. We also have just announced this evening for the tag Destination 6 tag, or actually, this is just a regular tag team match of those damn Coyotes versus Snooty and the Beast. Snooty and the Beast. Snooty and the Beast. Tale as old as time. And last but not least, we have a number one contenders match main eventing the show for the Destination 6 Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. The winner will go on to face Destination 6 champion Sam Knight as the Infinite T.I.M. faces off against Hunter Holdcraft. Again, this is Destination 6 Wrestling. Opportunity is knocking September 16th, 136 West Carroll Street in Macomb. Bell time's at uh, doors open at 5 bell time is at 6 uh, VIP again that is $30 front row $25 general admissions $20 and kids 10 and under just $10 you can buy your tickets at the Destination 6 Arena in Macomb or via Cash App wow do we have so- an- oh yes well, was, you were about to ask the same question I was thinking about. Look um, at us. Look at us. We're like, we, uh, we're like twins. Same wavelength. Telepathy. Love it. We went through this pretty quick. We sure did. Um, I tried to keep in mind slowing down. I, I think you did fine. Um, I just, you know what, without Travis, we don't have much discussion. I mean, we could talk a little bit about the Power Hour. You know what? The Power Hour does have a special guest this week. Who is that special guest, Pac-Man? It's, and I would know because I am now a co-host on the Power Hour, which isn't recording on Mondays, Travis. Set me up with that rib, bastard. Um, Moondog Greg Murray. will be the guest this week. How heavyweight champion. And last he's week... Been, he's been on a roll lately. I think he'll keep that title for a while. I think so, too. I definitely think so, too. He's everywhere, and um, he's been a dominant champion, pal. So he'll he'll be keeping that for a while. Last week, the Shelleys were on discussing Rocket Pro. That was a very fun discussion. 
Um, and I can't wait to join them this week when they talk to uh, Moondog Greg Murray. And I'm sure I'll be a huge topic. Because C-Red got me good. C-Red did film a little bit of an interview with you, didn't he? He did a Power Hour exclusive. <laughs> now, mind you, by the time this show airs, it'll be after the Power Hour airs, most likely. Depending on when Travis gets back, because he is the editor, of course. Um, yeah, maybe I deserved it, but I don't think I was that bad, Steve. Not going to lie. And I did wait 20 minutes before I recorded him. Now, mind you, see Red waited until after the show, but that was because he couldn't leave his post. Otherwise, I think he could, he, if he could, he probably wouldn't have went right up the ramp with me and got the interview or the exclusive. He would have probably followed you up there with the uh, with the cameras. But again, as I'm on both shows now, I have to be neutral because I have to sort of try to keep the peace between the Power Hour and JFW as best as I can. And it is kind of crazy, though. It's tricky. The LIM is like the both shows are surrounded by the LIM because I'm LIM, you're LIM. C Red is LIM. C Red got inducted into LIM this weekend. So everything is LIM. LIM is taking over. We have become like an infectious disease. We've taken over. And there's no cure. There is no cure except for probably a couple AA meetings. You don't even know where to go. You'll just drive right past it. <laughs> Probably. Oh uh, shit! We so at, uh, we read yeah. Dutch baby, uh, Dutch baby, baby Dutch meetings baby. yesterday, and you yes, we it, were, and you enjoyed yourself a Dutch baby, if I remember right. No, uh, yeah, I did, and I won. No, I won. I was the first one because you had the mini baby. I, I had the Dutch baby. I had the small last time as well. That that seemed a little smaller than it was last time. Eh, I, eh, I had I still beat Max and uh, Rian. How about that? Hmm. And you know they go to town on those Dutch babies. Yes, but it was a fun time. It was fun being it, with everybody. There's some good stories. I even listened to a story that was happening at the end, and I forgot to chime in on it because while they were talking about a certain somebody. I had an issue with that certain somebody as well, but I just never got a chance to talk about it. But that guy's not even worth talking about. Fuck that guy. For and sure. Li- and if anyone from that conversation is listening, you'll un- you understand why I said fuck that guy. They will. But I think probably the funniest moment of Dutch Baby was um, and I was when Rian and I did our little bit where Rian portrayed my inner voice. <laughs> that, that was, was the best. That was the best. Those of you that were sitting at that part of the table, you'll know why that was funny. Oh, yeah. but It, it was definitely a good time. Um, th- there's going to be more st- Dutch babies to be had. Many more Dutch babies to be had. It's going to be a regular thing. 
I'm really looking forward to it. And I mean, it's, it's like for me on a personal level, like last month, you know, Rian invited me out of the blue and, um, you know, I was a little more reserved, quiet part of it. Cause I'm taking in everybody's stories. And then a part of it is like, okay, like, you know, I had some other stuff going on this time. I wanted to make sure that I got out of my own head a little bit more mm-hmm. and just be out and like be pretty much the me that everybody sees at the shows. Mm. And it's just, I, I, I love being included in that. And it, it really does mean a lot to be included in that. It, it's fun to be part, like, cause I've been in this bit wrestling business for 19 years now. Mm. And for the longest time, it was just locker room banter stuff, you know. Yeah, you had your some people hanging out here and there. Like, some one guy I met, you know, I met a few years ago. Uh, he's actually on my bowling team now, but I'm keeping the K-Fabe alive, so I won't mention his name. He's a heel and I'm a baby. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Um... But it, it's not often that you see people get together and just have fun, eat breakfast, whatever, share stories, no politics, none of that shit. And like C-Red said last time, like, the cool thing about it is it's like everybody's just present in the moment and they're not like on their phones. We're all just enjoying every our time with everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's probably like one of the best things though i will say we definitely missed candace and we didn't get a chance to ask her if she listened to the jfk podcast (laughs) (laughs) maybe next time hopefully if we go back there next time we get her fingers crossed she was great yes she was she understood us um so is there any other topics you would like to talk about uh damian gray you suck um Joey Roth, you suck. Kevin Cage, you suck. Roxy Hart, you suck. The Idols suck. Okay, got that all out of my system. That's all I had. Okay, uh, I guess I'm going to talk about just a couple minor things. Um, at the show on Saturday that we were both at, mm-hmm. I dropped my pen. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Damn it, simp. So during intermission, I went. I was still in the building. Because I was waiting on my pay, despite being fired. It was rough. I was I got my pizza because you know, hello oh, pizza to my problems. Oh, I know. Just like my my turtle shirt says over here somewhere buried. Um, I was talking to somebody. Well, just happened to bump into somebody I know, who doesn't like the fact that I wrestle. Whatever, bro. You heard the crowd. They love me. Just because you think I'm a mental referee doesn't mean shit to me. Um, when you're just one opinion, maybe others have that same opinion, but they're not gonna. They're actually helping me become a better wrestler. I'll listen to Marche Rocket, Chris Logan over you, but um. This other person who came with that guy um, pulled me to the side. We, we was talking to me, and he was trying to give me advice. Now, mind you, I could take advice from anybody. 
no matter how long you've been in the business, as long as I know who you are. But this guy didn't know. I didn't know who the hell he was. Never met him before. He told me he was two years in. I'm like, then he told me where he trained at. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, whatever, that's great. But he's actually giving me advice like I'm supposed to just take it and run with it. Like he's a vet and I'm just a rookie. Now, again, I say, I take advice from anybody, whether it's two years in or 25. I've been in 19 years. Granted, I spent more time repping. I admit that. It's out there. I might have, I might have repped more matches still than I have wrestled. Um, I will take advice from like Aaron Stone, Quinn Whitty, even though I didn't, wouldn't before from Quinn because at one point I didn't like him as much. But I like him now. He's actually a great guy. One of my favorite people. And I told him that. I told him that there was a point that I thought he thought he knew more than he did. We talked about it. It's all gravy. Um, I'll take advice from him. I'll take advice from Aristotle, as I said. In fact, breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Oh. Uh, the match I had with Aaron Stone, all him. I'll just leave it at that. Those that understand, you understand. That that should show what kind of mindset I have when it comes to putting things together and taking advice and everything. Now, back to this guy. Two years in, never heard of him. He's training with some decent people. He even told me he has a match coming up with, I think, Gunner Brave. Somewhere. That's all good and well. And now, mind you, I had that conversation nicely. I was professional about it. But I think if you're going to be that guy, know who you're talking to before you actually talk to that person. Because I, and then I sat there and I explained some things about me and how I work. I work a certain way for a reason. I know my limits. I limit myself on purpose. There were things about my match on Saturday that um, there were things that were talked about, but I went against because of limits I have. Probably could have done some of the things, but it's all about safety, taking care of each other. And mind you, they were cool with it, 100%. And I have a lot of respect for them. They get it. Don't be that guy and talk to somebody and act like you know anything when you don't know. It's fine to give advice, but you got to know your shit, too, and know the person you're talking to. Now, I feel like it was, I felt buried a little bit because of the person that he came with who's been burying me, even though he'll just say he wasn't, and but I know he was. He buries me all the time. He's really the only one that boos me every time I go out to Rocket Pro. That's okay. That's fine. Everyone, 300 other people are cheering for me, and there's people in the back that give a shit and help me and actually applaud the things I do. So, who am I going to listen to? The guy that isn't doing much or people are actually doing shit? 
right. Any thoughts? Um, I mean, that's pretty cut and dry there. I mean, I will say this, like, I kind of paused when you came out because I wanted to take in the reaction that you get. And it's crazy how that reaction, like, how is one that one person who's been in the business longer than me going to sit there and give me shit for wrestling when there's a reason why I still do it? That is the reason. The mm-hmm. crowd gives a shit. And I mean, even like, I saw people after just looking so shocked when Damien Saint fired you. You've gotten the crowd behind you. And, you know, it's clear that wrestling fans, even like IPW, in other places I've seen you, like, fans give a shit about you. And the guys in the back, you know, they care too. So, I mean, clearly what you're doing is is working because if not, you wouldn't be in the position that you're in. Right. Like, I impressed the promoter. I even impressed Aaron Stone. Mm-hmm. Me and him have talked personally. He even said he had doubts. So, if I can impress Aaron Stone, I can impress anybody. Because I have a mm-hmm. lot of respect for that guy. He did something like JPH, Sky Blue did. They started out somewhere, weren't getting anywhere, and they went somewhere else and got where they are today. Aaron Stone's exactly. going to be on TV. He is a star in the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just think some people need to shut their mouths sometimes. I agree. You're saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. Another topic, and you might relate to it a little bit because you are still a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this. This is how okay. we do it. We have plenty of time. so um, Give me a wrestler in any company that you are friends with on Facebook that you, you're not close to. Like, you'll, when they see you they take a picture with you or whatever. They'll shake your hand. Hi, how are you? Nice to see you again. But you're not close to be your friends with them. Give me, just name somebody. Okay, that's a that's a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody that comes to mind, like like an acquaintance sort of deal. Right. Um, Kevin Cade. Okay. Kevin Cade. Let's say Kevin Cade uh, got signed. Mm-hmm. Now, most wrestlers and some will, some have actually said it on their own social media that they are going to delete some people off their Facebook, like fans, because either it's because it's their personal page. And they want to keep family and closer friends, right? Closer mm-hmm. friends in the business and whatnot. 
So, Kevin Cave, you are friends with him on Facebook. What if he deleted you because he wanted to keep it, you know, his page, you know, just friends, family, in the business, and he got signed, whatever. Would you think that he had an ego problem? No. Um, you know, and I've had people, like, even outside of wrestling that have done similar things. Um, never really taken that personally, you know. It's just more, it's whatever the reason is, it's more to do with them than it is to do with me. Um, you know, and, uh, I mean, I know where you're going with this. Um, but I mean, I, I wouldn't think it's ego. That wouldn't be my first response to it. Like you wouldn't go around bashing them every chance you get when you see like a picture or something or they, they're, he's a hot topic. You wouldn't go on there and bash him and say he's got an ego, blah, 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 would you? I would just say he was a, you know, awful idol that was mean to my grandpa and, and Steve. That was it. That's it. So you wouldn't take it personal? Absolutely not. Good. Because I know there's some fans out there who are upset with a certain female wrestler. I think you might know. Mm-hmm. who it is and what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Yep. Because she un- may have unfriended them off of social media or whatever, and now they're complaining that she has an ego, full of herself, whatever, because she got signed. Look, people, I get it. You love your wrestlers, you love them. And you sometimes think they're that close to you. Sometimes they're not. It doesn't mean they have an ego. It doesn't mean they don't give a shit. It's just sometimes it's what they got to do. And I've seen other wrestlers do it. They want to keep their page without, you know, having fans on it. Got to keep in mind, somebody's used their... um just their, like, their shoot names on Facebook, like I do. Now, I I have the fans on there, because that's just me. I'm too lazy to create a new page. That's just me. Mm-hmm. But some people just use other social medias to promote their product or whatever and interact with the fans. The idea that certain people want to bash... This and this female wrestler because she not friends with you on social media is insane to me, and continue to bash her every time you get. Stop it! Get your heads out of your asses. I think some of you are just upset because they she won't date you, but that's just me. I'm not close to her. That close, anyway. We're not, like, friends, like, to the point where we're on the phone with each other a lot, whatever. I don't hang out with the same people every weekend like she does. That's just, it's still part of wrestling. Mm-hmm. But it's disrespectful and insane to me. 
that you're going to go on and bash her and others, not just her, others have probably been dealing with it as well. It's just nuts. Just stop. It's not all about you people. It's not. Grow the fuck up and and just deal with it. That's enough, man. Tell us how you really feel. Well, if I did, I'd be mentioning names, but I'm not. I'm trying to be vague about it. I don't want to put people on blast. Fair enough. But some some people will get it, and some will not. Mm-hmm. But I that that's fine. It's just crazy to me. Even the like, some of your favorite wrestlers will do it. It's just the way it is. I mean, how about Marche? What if he believes you? And he made it. He got signed to AWWWE. I wouldn't take it personal. No, oh, and he had he actually put out a post years ago that he made delete. You know, some people. That that's just the way it is. It's mm-hmm. when you are in a certain. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, level. In in a career, it's just the way it is. You don't want. Not everyone needs to know your business, and you and I think some of these people want to know what's going on in the life of Marche Rocket, or Sky mm-hmm. Blue, or Miss Kate, or Steve, main event Steve and main event Steve. Like if they were to delete them, I mean, it is what it is. People have private lives, and not everything needs to be, you know, everyone's business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even I can speak a little, I can't necessarily speak to the wrestling side of it, but to the, you know, personal side of it, probably maybe once a year I go through, like, my Facebook page just to, like, see who don't I talk to, who don't I want to know my business. I probably clean out maybe 40, 50 people a year. I mean, these are people that I've had conversations with, you know, at a certain point in my life, I, you know, dealt with them regularly, but like, that would have been in high school, that would have been college, Um I mean, I don't, shoot, I stay connected to very few people I went to college with, for my own reasons that I won't get into on here, but... um You know, I think from, like, a personal perspective, like, I'm at a point in my life where I've become a little more private and a little bit more selective of who I want to share some of that stuff with. And I mean, especially, you know, as I've gotten a little more entrenched into professional wrestling you know um there are people that i know support that wholeheartedly there are people that will throw around you know that f word we all hear and i'm not talking fuck yeah but but and then you have to go into that explanation and then they still don't understand it but it's like I wouldn't be doing anything that I'm doing right now if I didn't enjoy myself. 
you know, Bill had said something when we were on Power Hour, uh, you know, when we were talking about, you know, my relationship with him and just everything that he's done for LIM and myself. And he's like, you know, it's like I always tell you guys, if this wasn't fun, why the hell would we be doing it? And I'm having so much fun right now. I'm learning a lot. Um, I mean, I know some people won't understand that, but you know, I'm 29 years old. I've grown comfortable in my own skin and that's other people's losses if they don't want to be part of that. And then, but like in a larger sense, um, certainly at that point, it's just like, okay. I'll keep the people around me that want to try to understand it. And, you know, other things that I, I'm doing outside of wrestling, you know, there, there are, there are still certain people that it's like, okay, you, I don't mind you knowing because you're supporting it. So. Got it. Just my two cents. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, look, you want to be butthurt about shit. Like that, it's just, well, why? And then you're going to go on and bash people. That's just nuts. But mm-hmm. that's just me. You understand why I went there? Because you know what's going on. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Others don't need, don't need to know. You don't need to know specifics. Just know that just because you uh, get unfriended or whatnot, it's not personal. It's just sometimes we got to separate the people that we are close to to the people we're not. Mm. I don't accept everybody's friend request. So, there we go. All right, um, Pac-Man. I got nothing else. Do you have anything else? I do not. I may have a Travis impression, another one final Travis impression in me for the end of the show. Pretty At the end? Like at the very end? At the very end. I've been working on it all episode. So, like, when we say our goodbyes, that's when it'll happen? That's when it'll happen. All right, so... Um, just freaking wrestling. Uh, follow us on you on the, all socials, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, the X, Twitter. Uh, you can uh, also hear these podcasts on Podbean, Spotify. There's the iTunes, Google Podcasts, even the YouTube, even the YouTube for Alpha Zeta Zeta. <laughs> um. Be sure to check out Carter Comics as well, because they are the one-stop shop for every comic book need. Uh, Pac-Man, that's all I got. I believe we can... Ring the bell on this episode. Perfect! As always, I am Travis P. (laughs) I am Nubby, the Amazing Turtle. And I am Pac-Man, the podcast papa, the Nova Award winner. Shut up, Santino. And... Thank you for listening to Just Freaking Wrestling. J-S-W-Podcast.